0: Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. and get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amie Bros.
1: And we're back another week of the Amie Bros. podcast. I'm one third of the immaculate three damon here your host with uh jared man 85 jdz how are we feeling fellas we're good fresh off tampa fresh off of uh fresh off of a terrible flight uh I, i'm speaking for myself but um fellas how we feeling man everybody have you recovered you getting your rest yet what, what's going on i'm, I'm feeling great um okay. One of the back-to-back
0: weeks that Damon has uh, successfully transitioned through,
1: I've successfully an-an. got through the intro of our podcast uh, hey, look, for like man. forty episodes. Right? I
0: mean, look, man, you got it down now, man. We, we're we're good. So uh, the he Immaculate is not trio drinking new... too
1: much before I start.
0: Hey, not not th-
1: drinking, but just like you know, doing better. Better as Jerry takes a drink. Um, I'm yeah. drinking a
0: glass of red wine. Um, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. You know, growing man on. Uh, I'm feeling good. You know. Got back, got to play with the kids, got to sleep in my own bed. Uh, very cute a, Instagram post. You know, it's I appreciate it. You know, I try. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's back to talking about some football. It's almost NBA season. I mean, clearly, Gold James and and and, and the Brow, I mean, the Brown and Braun brow need to be a cartoon. I mean, we're 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 almost like the uh I can't remember the cartoon with uh with with Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky. I mean, we're kind of like that, but in the NBA. Um, it's
1: You're about to showing go down. your rage, there, buddy.
2: No, I think yeah. I, was, I was gonna go with One the you kind of like the cartoon, uh, the team that lost to Michael Jordan in Space Jam. But continue,
1: <laughs> Jeremy. How you feeling, man? I, how, how's your demeanor this week starting the podcast? You feeling okay,
2: man? I'm Feeling awesome. You know how I do, my boy. Feeling cool. awesome, okay. you get a little grumpy. You know what I'm yeah. saying, uh, ready to get going on this pod, though. Let's keep let's let's keep it rolling, man. Let's keep it rolling.
1: Cool, cool. Well, uh, first of all, shout out to everybody's listening. First time listeners. Uh thanks for tuning in. Obviously, somebody probably shared you, but uh shared us with you, and we appreciate that. So continue to, to, to like us, follow us on our uh IG, Amibros underscore podcast, and all that. Special shout out to the fellas who uh came to Tampa with us, uh Justin Reed, DT, uh Mark, Cam, uh Amari. We had a great time. Um, it's not often that you can get uh you know six, well it's eight guys, eight, eight of us together you know we have kids different lives and, and you know get together for a weekend of of uh just good fun so shouts to them man so let's get into it um this was week where are we week five of NFL week five, just past five up, in NFL in a week six um let's go ahead and start with what is fresh on our uh on our minds and that's obviously the game uh between the 49ers and the Cleveland Browns uh the 49ers really showed what kind of team they had they were prime time uh they just Pretty much just took it, just kicked the kicked the Browns in the in the, in the mouth. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked horrible. Um, you know this team had a lot of high, high expectations going into the season. I thought they're going to be pretty good, even though I thought uh, Baker Mayfield was talking a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, but what do, what do you guys think about this game, and what do you think is uh, the main contributor to the struggles that they're having so far?
0: Well, I'll kick this off. Um, the main contributor and. By main, I mean seventy to eighty percent. It's Baker Mayfield. Look, Baker Mayfield, and I, I'm still in a part of this line from what Jeremy said. Baker Jeremy said Baker Mayfield is what LeVar Ball would have been if he made it as an athlete. And and
2: no, that's, I not, that's, not, a, that's not a direct quote. I could attribute that to him. I said Antonio Brown, but you may continue.
0: Oh, you said it. yeah, you said about Antonio Brown. So I'll, I'll I'll attribute that to Baker Mayfield. If you remember. Lonzo Ball, first game in the NBA, he he went versus Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly would not let him bring – I mean, he basically wouldn't let that dude check in at the scorer's table. He was guarding him the entire game, and it was all because of what his dad kept talking about. And he referenced it after the game. There's nothing about Lonzo. It's all because of what his dad was saying. And the difference is, right now, Baker Mayfield is his dad. He is the guy who's talking way, way, way too much. And when you talk way too much, you have guys who have an incentive to shut you up. And you would think, okay, I start one and two. I haven't played well. Maybe I should.
1: I.e. Nick Bosa.
0: Yep. Nick, Nick Bosa definitely. Uh, he he took some some exception to some other things that we'll get into. But, you know, what happened was you you took – he played terrible the first three games of the season. You would think, all right, this is kind of like a humbling experience. Maybe I'll just like chill off for a little bit, and then after that, I'll you know maybe see if I can string some games together before I I start with my bravado. Nope, win one game where I didn't necessarily play particularly well. It's more a game where Nick Chubb just gashed the Ravens defense. And then what do I say? Oh, you know, don't forget. No, want you guys to keep that same energy. You know, you threw us in the trash. Uh, I mean. Literally, just, I mean, Petty White. I mean, I'm not going to say Betty White. He's just just Petty White. Literally, just trying to call out everybody. Not thinking about you're going to a Monday Night Football game where you're playing a team that has not lost a game. So, if we're going to say who's to blame, Baker Mayfield this season is completing right around 56% of his passes. Now, we got on Cam when Cam was completing 59% of his passes, and that's because Cam is primarily – He's a he's a great runner who can also throw. Uh, Baker's not even that athletic. If you can't be complete, Tebow was completing like forty nine percent of his passes, but like Tebow was a fullback that like threw the ball. Baker, you're small. You can't throw the ball. You can't run the ball very well. And you're he started eighteen games and thrown twenty two interceptions in those eighteen games. Like literally. This guy, I mean I've been I've coined the term Baker Baker turnover maker. And I it's literally every time I watch him, it just continues. <laughs> Everybody's trying to tell, him, you know, it's because his his offensive line has deteriorated and because they traded away Zeichler, their 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 guard. But Zeichler's not Quentin Nelson. Like he's not, oh man, he's just blowing everybody up. And then you throw in the fact that a lot of it is. You got teams that now are good that are facing you that are going in without the, oh, we're playing the Browns. We have a bye week. And now you're talking and they're ready to punch you in the mouth. And let's get into Nick Bosa really quick. And then Jeremy, I'll pass it off to you. Nick Bosa remembered the Oklahoma Ohio State game from two and a half, three years ago. And what happened was Baker Mayfield had a great game. He he went into Ohio State and beat Ohio State. Now what what he the, the thing that made it somewhat in my opinion, um, a hot dog kind of move was Ohio State went to Oklahoma and blew out Oklahoma the previous year. Did nothing disrespectful after they blew out Oklahoma, shook hands, et cetera. Then it was a home-and-home home series. Baker came back to Oklahoma, went to Ohio State, beat Ohio State. They, they, say, they,
2: they say that they found it disrespectful that Ohio State sung their uh, alma mater song after winning the game on the field. But like, everybody sings their alabas. Like, 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 really, like, really, like, come on. Yeah, it.
0: like it's, 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 it's literally, the, like, the guy with the chip on his shoulder is the guy who gets knocked out a lot. Like, you know, yeah, the, the Napoleon Syndrome guy at the bar. Like, I, you, have you ever had a guy, like, you go to the bar when you really don't want to go with him because, you know, the, the 6'4 guy is going like, to accidentally bump him, be a nice dude, be like, my bad, man, I didn't mean to bump you. Oh, yeah, better apologize. Like, hey, the, uh, you're about to get knocked out. Like, this is what Baker Mayfield does, and Nick Bosa Uh, knocked him out. He's
1: definitely that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's –
1: 100%.
0: And and then Nick Bosa gets the sack as he – he got a couple – yes, two sacks, four tackles for loss, a recovered fumble. I mean, he basically – he tried to win defensive rookie of the year in one game and uh, might have successfully done so. So, with that being said, Baker Mayfield is the majority to blame. I got to give a little bit of uh, blame to uh, the head coach, although I think – He caught off some uh, – Freddie Kitchens caught up some pretty good good plays yesterday. Um, Baker's not being accurate with the ball. And then, lastly, you got to give something to Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, he's just doing way too much. They're trying to please Odell. You know, first play of the game, and it was successful, but you have Odell Beckham Jr. pass. You got him now returning punts. You're you're trying to get him involved. And Baker's worst quarterback rating – throwing to any receiver on the team is throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. And it's because one, they're doubling them and two, because they're forcing it. Um, and I thought Richard Sherman made, you know, obviously Richard Sherman lied. We'll talk about, I'll let Jeremy get into that. But Richard Sherman did make a great point. He said on the interception where he, he picked off Baker, he said, I knew he was going to throw it there. I knew he'd take the chance. And I knew he was too short to see over the defensive lineman to see where I was at. And that's a real problem. Everybody that's like, Oh yeah, you know, these small quarterbacks can work. They can work if you're Kyler Murray. They can work if you're Russell Wilson. They can work if you're, I mean, Deshaun's not really short. He's 6'2 a half. I mean, he's the size of Aaron Rodgers. But if you're Deshaun athletic, like you, you can get outside the pocket, you can see. But Baker's not outrunning defensive ends. He ran a 5'8", I'm sorry, 4'8", four, 4'40 four, uh, last year. He's not outrunning Nick Bosa or, or, or Armstead or any of those guys, and that's becoming a problem. Jeremy, I'll let you get into it. But the last thing I'd like to say is anybody who doubted me and doubted what I said all offseason on this platform and on all the social media, I told you so.
2: <laughs> well, well, well. First off, I'm, I'm going to touch on the last point. Uh, I'm not going to say that you have to be over six feet or be super athletic. Drew Brees is neither. And Drew Brees is the most prolific passer in the history of football. Uh, Drew, Drew Brees is, un- is sneaky athletic. I bet he, like, didn't run, like, he, he didn't run any faster than a 4.840 at the at the combine, I can tell you that. I mean, he's no more athletic I'll, than Baker Mayfield is.
0: I'll check it. And, and also, Drew Brees is like the most accurate quarterback in the history
2: of the league as well. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to reading reading coverages, being able to set your protections. Um, it comes down to – there's a lot of things that, that Baker's still not proficient at, and uh, I don't think his team helped him out much. But um, overall, I, I do think Baker has the, the tools to be successful. I think he needs to be humbled in order uh, to reach his potential. Overall – Looking at that game, Baker threw that interception because he was doing what he was doing all game. Uh, the game last week against the Ravens, his average time to pass was just over two and a half seconds. This week, his time to pass was just over three and a half seconds. He's holding on to the ball way too long. Uh, they need to give him some easier reads. I think Freddie Kisses is just trying to make everybody happy, trying to make all these you know, oh, we're going to let Odell throw. We're going to let him turn punts, and we're going to try to get him going in the deep coverage. I mean, like, just stop just, just trying to please people. Uh, you know what will make everybody happy? if They're winning. So I think overall, uh, the, the Browns are embarrassed. If, Odell, if
0: Odell's winning and he's not getting targets, he's probably not happy. But most people will be happy with it. Well, him.
2: then you can trade him. Who cares? Um, overall, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this much. Um, I was a little surprised with your Baker-Baker turnover maker. That actually made, that's actually pretty good. I thought you were going to go with uh, Baker's play eel, but, I mean, who knows? I thought you were going to come up with something for, for sure. Uh, but I think the Browns are, I'm not going to say terrible, but not much better. I mean, if you look at what the Ravens did versus Steelers, that entire division is garbage. Um, I still have the Ravens winning it mainly because I think they have the the most, I guess, veteran-laden team uh, with a decent quarterback and, uh, you know, sufficient coaching. But I I don't think it's going to be – the winner. of the division is probably going to be 8-8. Overall, I don't think any of these teams are going to be good. Um, And I want to, you know, take a quick turn to the 49ers. Overall, 49ers are 4-0. They are the only undefeated team in the NFC. And that's not going to last very long because the 49ers are not very good. Let's just go through their schedule so far. (laughs) They played Tampa Bay in the first week of the season. Good job. You beat them. Then you beat the Bengals. Then you beat the Steelers barely with Mason Rudolph. And then you decide to beat the Browns. I mean, hey, I'm not going to give you a ton of credit for that. They could come back and prove me wrong. I know Richard Sherman said he wanted everybody to keep the same energy, too. Uh, Yeah, we all keep the same energy. You keep that same energy when you get to the last half of the season when you're playing nothing but playoff teams. Overall, I think uh, the Rams will likely beat them this week. Um, I wouldn't bet on it because I don't think the Rams are good, but I don't think the 49ers are legit either. I think they have a solid front four, um, solid defense, um, but I think that offensive line can be had. Kyle Juszczyk, um is out with the MCL sprain for about four weeks, four to six weeks, I think they said. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge blow for them. Uh, and to get on Richard Sherman, Anybody who knows me knows I don't have, you know, a huge liking for Baker Mayfield. But if you're going to come out and talk joke about Baker Mayfield, there's plenty of things to do. Like, I mean, you can talk a joke about everything that Baker Mayfield has done over the last two years. But don't come out and lie and say, oh, man, Baker, uh, he wouldn't shake my hand. Do you know there's cameras everywhere? There's cameras everywhere. So, obviously, you out and shook year. your hand. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, obviously, you shook my hand differently. You shook everybody else's hand uh if you really look at it richard you were the one that walked away after shook his head and it tried to make it kind of awkward so uh overall um i'm not a real richard sherman fan i haven't been a Richard sherman fan for his entire career so there's two people i don't like going at each other but i'm glad they're able to humble uh they're able to humble baker mayfield uh and i don't see this uh run continuing for the 49ers so there it is all
1: right very good let's uh Let's keep it in the NFL, fellas. Let's talk about this uh, Cowboys-Packers matchup. The Cowboys were exposed, to say the least. Um, Basically, Aaron Rodgers marched into Jerry's world and pretty much did what he wanted and toyed with that Cowboys defense. Uh, Let's start with you, Jeremy, this time. What the hell went on with the Cowboys this week? I mean, what what do you attribute that to?
2: If any of you guys were with me uh, or with us about two weeks ago, I made – a very, very intellectual, intelligent point that Dak Prescott should listen to. I hope that Dak Prescott has the link. Somebody send him the the uh, iTunes link. Uh, if not, he has an Android phone. You can send him Spotify or Google Play. I told he him to get his money. An Android phone. Yeah, he probably does. I told <laughs> him to get his money before they play the Saints. That is what you do. You capitalize when the market is the highest. You don't wait until you play good teams. That's stupid. I knew we were going to expose them, uh, and I knew that Green Bay would probably give them problems. Now, what I did not expect was that they weren't going to be able to run the ball against Green Bay, uh, and that's mostly due to the fact that they turned the ball over so early, so often, that they had to get out of the run game because Ezekiel Elliott had 12 carries for 63 yards. What made you stop giving him the ball? um overall i think the cowboys have been exposed i don't think they're a very good football team i think they're a solid football team before this season started i picked the eagles to win that division and if you are keeping up with the people i picked to win divisions they're all looking really really good so um i i want everybody to keep that same energy about my picks just like i'm, I'm gonna be baker mayfield for a little bit uh but Overall, I don't think uh, Dak Prescott played well. I think he put up a bunch of garbage stats. Um, I do think that first interception was on him. Even though it was catchable, it was still a terrible throw. If he throws it out in front of him, uh, he's got a walk-in touchdown. The next interception was terrible. The third interception should have been pass interference. But Jason Garrett's throwing so many dumb challenge flags and stuff that obviously was not going to get overturned that they didn't have any challenges left. So um, I don't put that on Dak. But I can also say he had... Another interception in the end zone that was overturned by illegal hands to the face that could have easily been uh, 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 his fourth interception. And he had a fumble that uh, was overturned by another penalty. So, I mean, he could have at least at least had five turnovers legitimately overall. Um, oh, no, no, know. No, it was it was five turnovers with that. And he could have had five interceptions because there was another play where Kevin King dropped the interception. So uh, I think the Cowboys will try to get back on pace this week. But as you'll see a little later in my picks, I think my boy Sam Darnold is going to be able to give them some problems this week. And I think they're going to uh, maybe be in for an upset, if not a very, very close game. So keep your eye out on the Cowboys. Uh, I do not see this uh, being the end of their problems. And I think they got a lot more headed.
0: Okay. So what do I think about the Cowboys? I think, I, I believe it was the late Danny Graham who says, they are who he thought they were. We let them off the hook. But you know what? The Packers didn't let them off the what hook. What did Danny Green say? Denny Green said, they were who we thought they were. Got a brown their ass around them. That's what he said. Um, with that being said, um, RIP, Denny Green. Um, the Cowboys were exposed like, I don't know, like a streaker after a college football game. Literally, they were down 31 to three, they were down 24 to zero. And there's a stat it came out, Dak Prescott, when the game was within 14 points, so the game was within a two-touchdown game, he was somewhere, I think it was 9 for 16 for 163 yards and three interceptions. And then when the game was over, they were were down at least three touchdowns. Dak Prescott on the game was like 343 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks. So as much as everybody said, oh, well, he did throw for 400-plus yards. No, he didn't. He looked awful. I don't care about any of those stats. I don't care about what he did when he was down 24-0 or 31-3. He was terrible. And at the end of the day, I think when you look at what he's doing is he's costing himself millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think when people talked about – and I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember two weeks ago when people were telling me that Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson were top five quarterbacks in the league. And I told you guys, I said, look. I, I'm, I'm rooting for both of those guys. You guys that know me know I've, I've said for years that black quarterbacks have been maligned and criticized much more than their white counterparts. I think when you look at a lot of the quarterbacks that have been regarded really highly, there, there are black quarterbacks who are just as good if not better who have not gotten the same opportunities, I, i.e. Jay Cutler and Vince Young. Vince Young was a much better player than Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler stayed in the league forever. Donovan McNabb was just as good if not better than Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer stayed in the league an extra five years. Like there's a there's a lot you have of these a point, scenarios.
1: but you have no stats to back up that Vince Young's better than Jay Cutler. I do Not have 15. stats to back
0: that up. Uh, Vince Young won, won a much higher percentage of his games, and you look at at their statistically from after their first I think year and a half. His last sixteen starts, uh, Vince Young had over a hundred quarterback rating, he had twenty touchdowns to ten picks, went twelve and four during that stretch. Jay Cutler's never had a stretch where he's had two to one touchdown ratio, and or or went at nearly the clip of Vince Young. But I digress. When you look at a lot of these quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, et cetera, I've always told people like, there's, a, we were watching basketball tonight. Ben Simmons hit a three and it looked, and I was like, fantastic. I'm glad he's, he's hitting threes. And I saw Lonzo hit a three yesterday and his shot looked much better. But it's very, very, very rare where a guy who can't shoot turns into an elite shooter. I've seen it a couple times. I saw Jason Kidd, but when he got to the league, they called him Asin Kidd. He finished top 10 in the league, and three-pointers made for the history of the game. There's very few guys who can't shoot and develop a shot. Likewise, there are very few quarterbacks who can't throw or aren't accurate as passers who develop into accurate passers. Usually, it turns into... I can I can scheme more of a higher completion percentage, i.e., last year, Cam Newton, where he finally completes 67, 68% of the passes, but it's similar to is is based on the fact that North Turner has him throwing significant more passes to Christian McCaffrey and to shorter, quicker routes. Likewise, Dak Prescott is not as accurate as you need to be to be an elite quarterback. There were plenty of those throws out there in that game. He's just he just missed. And be one thing, if he's like, oh, it's one game Deshaun last week, I thought he missed a couple throws versus the Panthers last week that he if he hits, we win the game and he missed them. But Deshaun consistently is going to hit most of those throws. I watched Dak, and I like Dak, but Dak misses too many throws too consistently. I thought they were exposed for that and for the fact that that offensive line is not getting the push that they normally do. And I know right now, uh, Smith, Tyron Smith is out. Leo, Leo Collins got hurt in that game. But they are not in, from the interior standpoint. They still have uh, they still have the the guards in the center there. Uh, Travis Frederick, uh, Zach Martin, all the guys that are supposed to be, and I think they had Connor Williams over there, the other guard that are supposed to be creating space to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. They are not getting that push. And statistically, Dak Prescott now is one is one and eight in the nine games. That Zeke, Zeke Elliott hasn't had seventy five yards rushing, and the only game that he's won where Zeke hadn't had seventy five yards rushing in play was the game this year versus the New York Giants' first week of the season versus Eli Manning. So I think the problem is teams are, are game-planning to stop them. I think if you saw two weeks ago when the Saints took care of the Cowboys, what was the statement that Marshawn Lattimore said? He said, we knew if we took care of – we were able to stop Ezekiel Elliott from running the ball, we were going to be in a good position. And you know who they don't say that about? Good quarterbacks. I've never heard – like if, if there was a chance like there there is – there is – very rare when you have a guy who specifically calls out and says this was the game plan. It was the for Well, like they said that with Mitch Trubisky, where, where he said, if we could, we knew if we could force Mitch to play quarterback, we'd be in a good, or we win the game.
2: Jerry, Jer- in defense was- of Dak, uh, we said the exact same thing about Carson Wentz last year. About what? We said our game plan was to put the ball in Carson Wentz's hand because we didn't feel like Carson Wentz could beat us.
0: Okay. Uh, that's, that's a fair point. At the end of the day, I think Dak lost himself a lot of money. I think the Cowboys are what we thought they were, which is a nine and seven, ten and six type team. And I think they're in danger of missing the playoffs.
2: Well, there was somebody who picked the Eagles to win that division, and uh my Minnesota pick's not looking too good for that division, but they're, the-
0: they're yeah, oh you picked them to win the division, didn't you? I picked yeah. the Packers on that one. Yeah. So I picked the Eagles. I picked the Packers. I picked the Saints. My, um
2: I picked. Uh, I picked the Panthers, Seattle in that division. Um, I, still, I picked the Rams. Still feel comfortable with that. Uh, the Rams are definitely not going to win that division. AFC. I picked the Colts. They're still in contention. Pick the Patriots. Obviously, I picked the Ravens in the other division. I picked the Chiefs. So I mean, I'm, I'm looking pretty good right now. If, if you're looking, all right. Let's my team, let's, so. let's
1: talk about. Let's keep it in the NFL still, but let's move on to Week Six. The major major box office attraction. That is Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson on Sunday. Let's start with Jared. I, I mean, our listeners that who are, are loyal listeners, they know what Jared's going to say about this. They know what his opinion is going to be. But what the hell, let's hear it. Jared, what do you guys say about this game? <laughs> I'm stoked. I am stoked about this game.
0: I've been waiting for this game for like a year and a half. Um, the The reason is this. These are two of the three best quarterbacks in the league right now. And I'm not saying, like, oh, Tom Brady, like, yeah, ultimately Tom Brady, I might take him to win a game over anybody. Tom Brady's not playing good football right now. And Drew Brees is great, but Drew Brees isn't playing football right now. Right now, the three best quarterbacks in the league playing are Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. And I want to put that in perspective.
2: Are you leaving out the? Deshaun Wals- Jerry, you
0: can't say that. Are, are you Deshaun looking- Watson just lost
1: to Cal Allen two weeks ago. Jerry, Jerry, are you leaving damn, on a guy? Are damn, you leaving out a guy let, in Green Bay? Are you let, talking? About? It, I'm talking or are, you you are you guys talking? Am I talking?
2: Are you guys talking? I'm asking you a question. No, I'm talking. We're is, telling you is, is, that is Green, wrong. Is there
0: no quarterback Wait, in Green wrong. Bay? No, they're playing better than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played terrible the first four weeks of the season. Even this game was his first game that he considered a good game. But I will digress. Look at look at these stats. Deshaun Watson last 15 starts. His last 15 regular season games, he has 33 total touchdowns and three interceptions. He has this season the second highest quarterback rating in the league at 115.4, above Patrick Mahomes, only behind uh, only only behind Russell Wilson. If you look at this season, he's got he leads the NFL in touchdowns. He, he's tied Russell Wilson with 14 total touchdowns, only two turnovers. The game, even last week, when you you focus and you say, oh, look at the Panthers game, that was a game where he missed a couple throws on it. But without a terrible boneheaded coach calling a wide receiver pass, they win the game in 90% of the chances. Also, you have to throw in the fact that the kicker for the Panthers made two kicks from over 55 yards. The kicker from the, the Texans missed two kicks,
1: both of them inside uh, of 50 yards. Agree. No blame on Deshaun. He no, no. I, the as I said, as, have before that before that I said twice on this podcast that Kyle Allen will never beat Deshaun Watson? It no, I, I did not say and that. you still no, have him no, top quarterback no, 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 in didn't. the league.
0: Stop. First off, stop cutting me off. Secondly, don't mischaracterize what I said. You I said Kyle Allen. We can run the tape back. You can run the tape back because I know specifically because I edited it. I said Kyle Allen would never outplay Deshaun Watson. I never said no, he didn't. He had three turnovers in the game and had no touchdowns. So I'm not going to say that he outplayed Kyle, uh, Deshaun Watson because Deshaun w. Watson had a touchdown. And he had, okay. So then we're telling me right now that Trent Dilfer is, is, is a better quarterback than the, or is a better quarterback than Dan Marino because he won. He won a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, Kyle Allen and the and Panthers, and we can get into that. They're doing a great job. He's four zero. He's got no t- no interceptions in his first four starts, first time in Super Bowl history. But in that game, if you watch that game. The only reason the Panthers won the game was all Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien said it after the game. And as I've said twice on this podcast, Deshaun didn't play well in that game. But there's no – I mean, there's no way – Patrick Mahomes got outplayed by, by Jacoby Brissett this week. Are we going to say Patrick Mahomes not top three quarterback in the league right now? No. With that being said, getting into this matchup, last week versus the Panthers was the – of the last three weeks, we missed two offensive linemen starters in the game, which is why they were able to get a lot of pressure. This week, those, both stars were back, zero sacks. Previous week, those starters played, one sack. So, those two, that, that group of starters, we moved, we drafted two offensive linemen in the first two rounds this year Titus Howard out of Alabama State and Max Sharping out of somewhere in the Midwest. I want to say Wyoming or, well, it wasn't Wyoming, it was somewhere like Wyoming out of the middle of nowhere. And uh, we finally started starting them in the offensive line. We moved. Uh, ty- ty- uh, Titus Howard to the right tackle position, which is what he played in college. We moved Sharping from left tackle position to left guard, and our team has been protecting significantly better. Also, our, uh, our defensive line is getting a lot more pressure. I am nervous about our secondary. Our secondary has not played well. Even in that game, Matt Ryan got way too many opportunities, put up way too many points. And anytime you have a situation where Patrick Mahomes is getting to come back and ha- after having a, a bad two games in a row, um, as a team, offensively, but you know, for his sake, uh, one really bad game, which was last week. Typically, those teams bounce back. Um, what I'm expecting right now is a shootout of a game. I'm going to take the Texans because I'm I'm believing that the Chiefs. If you watch their offensive line, they're missing a lot of te- a lot of help on the offensive line. They were able to get home. Uh, the uh, Colts were able to get home with with three and four rushers to be able to sag Patrick Mahomes to drop more people back um, and. If that's the case, the guy who leads the NFL right now in quarterback pressures is J.J. Watt. Willie Merciless is, is playing an all-pro level right now. He's got five sacks in five games, and he's got four forced fumbles. Um, I expect the game to be a very high-scoring game, but I'm going to take the Texans to win the game 35-32. to
2: <sighs> hmm. First off, if we really want to talk about the showdown this weekend is – Obviously, Minshew Mania versus Teddy, uh, Roosevelt. But, uh, to get into this game, (laughs) this is Jared. I hate to do this to you. I think Deshaun right now is probably the fifth best quarterback in football, um, that's playing currently. Um, mainly because I can't give him a nod over Brady because Brady just doesn't have anything. I mean, he doesn't have anything around him, he doesn't have a decent offensive line, he doesn't have, you know. Anybody on the outside who can beat man coverage, I mean, he's really just throwing to the running backs all day, um, even though they haven't played anybody, and it's Tom Brady. So I'm not going to put him over to Tom Brady.
0: Like, um, if you're going to give me Tom Brady, that's fine. I will tell you Josh Gordon is a weapon. Uh, Julian Elderman is Gord- a weapon. Josh
2: Gordon is Jared Cook Jr. right now. He can't run by No, no
0: Josh Gordon is a very good tight end at this point. Like, But he's he's still a weapon, and okay. Elliman is a weapon. And I don't want to hear about offensive lines because he's – no, always no, had no, a perfect no, 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 no. offensive line Jarrett,
2: for his entire Jarrett, career. Jared, stop. He hasn't always had a perfect offensive line. He throws, he gets the ball out of his hand in like two seconds. Deshaun's holding the ball so long. The hey, he, does,
0: he does, but Skarniecki has has consistently placed an offensive line around them that has he been does. able to protect
2: he, him. He, he, gets, he gets an offensive line that does a good job of what they're asked to do, but they're not asked to hold up, up for very long. They are not asked to do what Deshaun's line is asked to do. So, so, is, so I'll is, ask you this question, Jeremy. Go ahead. You wanted your time. Go ahead.
0: One thing, if you watch the two teams that were able to get pressure on, on Tom Brady without having to rush rushers, which is what Deshaun has had for his entire career up until now, where they could get home at three and four. It was the Denver Broncos in 2013, whatever it was, and it was the New York Giants a couple times in 2011 and 20, in 2007. When teams are able to get to Tom Brady, it doesn't matter how quick you get rid of the ball. If you can you can get pressure with four rushers, then th- it. it you can cancel Christmas. But Jared, those two of the greatest with defenses
2: ever. Like you can't bring it up. Especially, I think one the
0: best defenses ever. They were nine and
2: seven. I said, if one of the best defenses, like Jared, they had they had the Michael Strahan and Justin Tuck and O.C.U. were All these guys on the same defensive line. The defensive line was scary. Like you guys are not but that, playing against... but the same pressure, though. No, it's, it's, the not, same it's not the same pressure because it's, it, you're comparing the pressure that he had to get rid of the ball in less than two seconds compared to the pressure with the shine where he's holding on the ball for three or four seconds. Like, it's not the Deshaun same. Hold Deshaun's not seconds. looking for short passes. He's never looking for short passes. But this as week, a, is, as, he as, got
0: at 2.47 seconds.
2: And that's probably why he didn't get hit. Um, overall, I think Deshaun, I mean, you also have to take into consideration who he's played. He looked great against the Saints. The Saints' defense is obviously uh, really, really good. But I obviously don't take too much um, stock in the week one because teams have three months to prepare for that game. So I'll give him that, though. He played great in that game. The next game, he didn't play well against Jaguars. Yes, he did. He played well and they scored 13 points.
0: They scored 13. If you watched that game, literally we were up.
1: We were, and I, I think it was. Jared just went to stats and to, and to, to, to eye test just like that. No, no, watched, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going all for it. Stats first off, just went first to. First first off. Uh, eye he, test. He, Which he, one are you going to say He play scored. With?
0: He scored. Deshaun scored a touchdown. We had a two touchdown lead and we ran the ball the rest of the game because we had a rookie quarterback we we're going against. If you watch the game, Deshaun had no turnovers. Deshaun was a fish and throwing the ball. And literally, just because we decided to run the ball, doesn't mean he played a poor game. Deshaun yeah. played a solid game that game. So you guys only yeah. wanted to score 13 Jerry, points. He was,
2: Jerry, he was Yeah, yeah Jerry we did Jerry, the same thing we did Jerry, last He week. was he was sixteen of twenty nine for 159 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So you're telling me he played well.
0: He had a touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown.
2: Oh, rushing touchdown. Okay, yeah. He had four carries for five yards. All right, cool. So that wasn't a top five quarterback performance. Uh, no, it wasn't. Fast forward was a top five quarterback. He he didn't he didn't play particularly well against. Or he played. well he played played, played well against the Chargers in the second half. They, that was a, a a great performance by him. I will give him that. Although the Chargers he looked like to the be, entire
0: game.
2: Like, well, I mean, they would they wouldn't have been down twenty if you um, played well he the wasn't entire game. Was down Was down seven. Okay, whatever. Um. And the Chargers have proved not to be a good team. Uh, if you go on to the next game, he did not play well against the Panthers. And then if you go to the Falcons, I'll give him credit for his performance. But if you look at the Falcons in the last three weeks, their quarterbacks they face are averaging over 300 yards passing. Uh, and they've had a total of 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. So um, I'm not taking too much stock in that Falcons defense either. So I don't see much changing from that, considering he's going against the Chiefs defense this year, uh, this week. I think he'll put up a lot of points. But I think Patrick Mahomes, who has never scored under twenty-six points before in his entire career until last week, will get back on the train. I don't see you guys holding him any less than thirty-seven points, and I don't see you guys winning this game. I see it being a close battle. Honestly, I see it being about a 14 point game. Yep.
1: 37 points.
2: Thirty-seven points. Um, I, I see it being about a 14 point game with two minutes to go. Deshaun gets the last minute to- touchdown to, to improve his stats and make the game look a, bit, a little bit more competitive than it actually was, but I do not see you guys winning this game at all.
0: I would love to put some money on that because in reality, let's put this in perspective. The the Chiefs are coming off back-to-back poor performances on offense, and as much as, they, oh, they scored 27 points versus that game, they actually scored 20. 'Cause he had Rashad Breeland took a, a fumble return back for a touchdown on defense. And they didn't they they did not look good in that game and it took a last second touchdown. They literally scored thirteen points the entire game until that last fourth down conversion drive at the end of the game where they needed to have fourth down territory. So
2: that is a very yeah, that is a very astute team. point, but uh those teams had cornerbacks that could cover man to man and you guys have no secondary whatsoever. So um that's not gonna be something that you're able we'll to see. do.
0: Do any of those
2: have pass rushes? Do who have pass rushes? Uh, the Colts? No, no. I mean, but the lion, I mean, let's let's, let's be one hundred percent honest. Let, let's be one hundred percent honest. Whitney mirthless and JJ are good, but Andy Reid is too good of a play call. Let them beat him. He, he's going to block them up, and he's going to know he, that in coverage they can't keep they can't hold they can't hold. So he'll, they'll they'll be able to draw some things up to get play people open. Um, and I definitely don't see y'all winning this game.
1: All right, let's move on to some college college football, fellas. A uh, huge weekend uh, for college football. Uh, some of the notable matchups are Texas versus versus Oklahoma, Alabama versus Texas A and M, Clemson versus uh, Florida State, and LSU versus Florida. Uh, all both uh, were well, all very intriguing games. Uh, who you guys are? I mean, what what game? What game should I say that you? you definitely aren't going to miss, or you don't plan on missing this weekend out of all those five?
2: I'll start with this one. The only game I actually care about in this entire, entire – well, I'll say two. I'll, I'll throw in Texas-Oklahoma because that game should be interesting. But the only real game is LSU versus Florida. Like, Clems- like Clemson-Florida State? Really? Like, the, the- – I mean, it, that's one of those things like – it's like Duke versus North Carolina when North Carolina was 8-21 that season, like like 2002. Like, yeah, it was still Duke-North Carolina, but nobody was interested in that game because you know it was going to win. Uh, that's what Clemson's going to do to Florida State. They're probably going to win by 40. They had a close game last game, and they're coming back after a bye week. Nobody's interested in that game. Texas A&M, they won't play within three touchdowns on Alabama. It's going to be ugly. They're going to blow them out. It's not going to be close. Not interested in that game either i think i'll definitely
0: take three touchdowns.
2: what is the spread in that game right now
0: i believe it's 17
2: oh yeah 17 i'll 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 probably bet the 17 i've got some um some 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 winnings i gotta throw into uh into my little app here so um i'll probably definitely take those 17 points and go with it but overall i don't think any of these games gonna be that close i think um Outside of the LSU-Florida game, I think LSU is going to be able to score on Florida. And I think they'll still end up winning by about 14. Um, But uh, I'm really, from a close game perspective, I think it's going to be that Oklahoma versus Texas game. I think uh, Ellinger is going to come through this time.
0: So, I don't believe in Texas. Um, I'm happy I didn't, but I almost bet on Texas last week. They were playing West Virginia. West Virginia is not a very good team. They were playing, um, and if you look at it, West Virginia lost to Missouri with Kelly Bryant by, I want to say at least 40 points. And that was the week after Missouri lost to Wyoming. And Texas needed a late score to win the game. Now, I understand that maybe it's a, you, it's a trap week, you get, you know, now you're getting up, but I think in reality, the two games I'm looking forward to, I would agree with those two games, would, be, would probably be the Texas-Oklahoma and LSU-Florida. I'm also looking towards that Texas a and Alabama game. Cause I think it's a trap game for Alabama. But with that being said, I don't, I don't know how good Texas is. And I don't know how good LSU is because LSU in reality, they beat Texas, but they gave up a ton of yards and a ton of points. And in reality, they won by seven, but that seven points was the seven points that the Texas receiver dropped or running back dropped the fourth down in the end zone with nobody around him, wide open. And They've they've given up 30-plus points in many other games this season. So I think Florida, with Kyle Trask, is going to be able to throw the ball, and he's going to put up a lot of points. Now, Derek Stingley is a monster at cornerback for LSU. He is a dude who was number one cornerback out of high school a couple years ago. He is a man amongst boys as a cornerback, 6'2", about uh, 200 pounds, but he's a monster. But everywhere else, there's holes in that defense. So I'm interested to see how Kyle Trask takes advantage of that. I'm expecting LSU to win simply because I don't see Florida beating Auburn and then beating LSU in back-to-back weeks. That's usually a trap game. Um, And then in the Oklahoma-Texas game, nobody's stopping Jalen Hurts. You guys couldn't stop Joe Burrow from running around and throwing the ball. What makes you guys think you're stopping Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, look, I told you guys before before the season, I said Jalen Hurts was going to work himself into the second or third round of the NFL draft after being with Lincoln Riley. Washington. I listened to an article, a read an article today about from, from Kuiper and, and McShay. McShay has him going third round. Kuiper has him going second round. Look, McShay, McShay knows they, they see what I'm seeing. He's throwing the ball well enough to be an NFL quarterback, and he's an athlete that is just as athletic as a Kyler Murray, except he'll run you over. And I think those brutal yards are going to take a toll, and he's going to get some gaping holes. And I'm expecting Oklahoma to win the game by at least 14 points.
1: All right, fellas, uh, obviously it's a lot going on in the college football world. Uh, But let's talk about these NFL picks. Uh, Who do you have this week? Let's start with Jared. Okay, so uh,
0: this week I got some really good picks for you guys. Um, I'm just looking at, as I said, you know, just I'm making you guys some massive games, but I'm just trying to stay steady, you know, steady Eddie and keep, keep this thing rolling. So first pick of the week, easy pick for me, Seahawks versus the Browns. Seahawks are minus one point. Look, everybody's expect Vegas right now with a line giving you the Browns plus one is begging everybody to take Seattle because they think it's a trap game. And typically I do a, a prescribe to the opinion that teams that have uh, major embarrassments will come back the next week and have a bounce back week. However, or in Stephen a, A's words, however, um, we're looking at a, a Seattle team that played on Thursday night, which means... They're coming off a, uh, of having 10 days rest going into the next game. And they're playing versus the Browns who played on Monday night football who are coming off of six days rest. And although the game is in, in, in Cleveland, what, what they're trying to tell me right now is that if it, the game was in Seattle, Seattle should only be a four-point favorite. Uh, that's a lot. I'm going to take Seattle minus one point to go ahead and just wipe the floor with the Browns. Next up. I get the Texans versus the Chiefs. I wish I could have gotten this line a couple days ago when it was Texans minus 8 because I thought that was just free money. But obviously, Vegas has told you this is silly, and the line's bet down to minus 5. I'm still taking the Texans. I think the Texans are going to win the game straight up, as I said. But one of the things you can count on is Deshaun has lost one game since his junior year in high school by more than a touchdown. And that was last year in the AFC championship game or the AFC uh, playoff round versus the Colts when he lost by 14. Deshaun does not lose games by more than a touchdown very often at all. And with that being said, you're getting nearly a touchdown. You're getting five points. I expect the Texans to to continue to plow plow through. And I think they're going to win the game. Uh, As I mentioned before, 35-32. So I'm taking the Texans for the 200 points, plus five points. Next game, which I think is a very easy game, I get the Saints plus a point at Jacksonville. I like Gardner Minshew. I think they have a chance of winning that game. I think they do. But in reality, the Saints are a significantly better team. Teddy Bridgewater looks much improved. Jalen Ramsey has pretty much just decided he's not coming back. And
2: unless yeah, they have, this going to see a spine specialist today.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and <laughs> so unless, and in reality, he's in Houston. Cause he wants, if Jalen Ramsey had his choice, he would go to Houston. Him and Deshaun are very good friends. He's thrown out Instagram things over the past year about him wanting to be in Houston. He wants to be. It, it, when, when Russell Westbrook joined James Harden in Houston, he said, oh, so uh, superstar teammates are joining each other in Houston? That's what's up now? Like He's, he's been putting out these hints for a while. Then after the, Deshaun wins, they have the same agent. He's hanging out in Houston. Um, with that being said, I think that's a game that, a game that you have to bet on, the Saints, um, minus one point. Um, the next game I have, which I think is a uh, a layup, I get the Titans plus two and a half points at Denver. Now I get Denver in October earlier in the year is tough. Altitude change, et cetera. But the Titans just came off a game where they played and should have beaten the Buffalo Bills had their kicker not missed four kicks. I'm not sure um if the kicker for, for uh the Titans is actually hurt, uh, because they had Cairo Santo kicking, but Ryan Suckup, I think, is their normal kicker. So I think he may be out. They cut. Uh, Santos, because he missed four uh, four field goals, and they lost the game by seven points. I think they're a far superior team to the Broncos. I'm getting two and a half points. I'm going to take that to the bank. And lastly, I get the Chargers versus the Steelers' third-string quarterback coming off of an embarrassing loss, and they're playing on Sunday night football. As much as I think the Chargers have regressed, and they have clearly, uh, they're playing a team with their third-string quarterback who was the quarterback last year at, at Samford. Now, first off, why is Colin Kaepernick not on this team starting right now? With all I, that's, but we're past that in the sense that we know that's not going to happen. But I get only a touchdown to give up. Melvin Gordon's back; he's only going to get better. Eckler looks like he's still running the ball well. And as long as they don't come out lack, lackadaisical like they did uh, versus the Broncos, and they just put the pedal to the metal, I think they beat the Steelers by at minimum 14 points. So I'm taking the Chargers for $200 minus seven. So to recap, I got the Chargers minus seven points versus the Steelers. I got the Titans plus two and a half points versus the Broncos for 200. I have the Saints plus one versus the Jaguars for 200. I have the Texans plus five versus the Chiefs for 200. And last game, I have the Seahawks. Uh, minus one versus the Browns for $200. And that's how you get plus 1,000 for the week. Let's go.
1: J.D.Z., how you feeling over there, man?
2: I'm feeling good, man. 85-85. I actually agree with some of your picks. Some of them, while I might agree with them, um, ah. while I might agree with some of them, I wouldn't bet them. I mean, you're going to bet the Chargers, that same team that couldn't beat the freaking Broncos last week? Uh I mean, just just going through some of these picks. I don't I, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, a lot of your logics, but hey, let's just go through my picks. A team that no one should have faith in, but I'm gonna have faith in them this week. I'm gonna bet two hundred dollars on the rest Washington Redskins covering three and a half points, uh, mainly because they're playing the Miami Dolphins. They just fired their coach. Uh, Generally, teams will probably get up for that. And honestly, I'm not sure there's a college football team that's ranked in the top 25 that the Dolphins can play within a score. So I am going to go with the Washington Redskins. Secondly, the New Orleans Saints getting a point. I'm telling you right now, in my personal account, I am betting this game very heavily. Just to give you some feedback on things, you know, maybe of some interest to you, uh, the New Orleans Saints in their last – 14 October games, or 13-1. and one. The Saints at this point in the season have always been good. Their last time losing was October 23rd of 2016 to the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. They are not going to lose in October, especially not to Gardner Minshew. This is a book it game. I almost put $997, $999 and 96 sitting down on this, but I figured I'd be consistent. I'm just going to stick with the 200 Uh, Next game. Seattle at the Browns. Um, Seattle's a, a point underdog. Um, I agree with what Jared said on that. They are coming off a Thursday game. They're playing a team coming off a Monday game, uh, and I don't think Jadevian Clowney is going to let them do very much running all around. I think the Browns' best uh, best attribute right now is their pass rush uh, and their defense. But I watched the Seattle Seahawks play against the Saints a few year a few weeks ago. And Russell, Westbrook, I mean, Russell Wilson is really getting the ball out of his hands really, really quickly. Uh, one of the quickest in the league. He's not running around nearly as much as he did before. But when he does, uh, he's really taking advantage of defense. You saw that pass. He threw, scroll, uh, I guess, scrambling out to his left uh, across his body. I thought he was throwing the ball away. And he threw it to Tyler Lockett in the corner of the end zone. That might have been the most impressive pass I've seen in the last two to three years. Um, so I'm going to go with Seattle, mainly because I don't trust Baker Mayfield in that offense. Um, continuing to go on down. Uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons plus 200. Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons are minus two and a half at Cardinals. I know that seems like a lot of points. I don't trust the Cardinals. I just don't. Um, they barely beat the Bengals last week, Sue Me. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons. I think this will be a good game playing indoors <coughs> for Julio Jones, Matt Ryan to put some points up. I saw him put 33 points up against the Texans last week. And I don't think the Arizona Cardinals have nearly as good defense as the Texans do. So. Uh, Look for a high-scoring game there. And lastly, uh, America's team is going to take a big another American L in the the race for, uh, I don't know, mediocrity. Uh, I I don't think they're going to lose the game necessarily. They could, but I definitely don't think they cover a full seven points at the Jets. Sam Darnold is back. I think you're going to see that offense come alive. Um, Sam Darnold has missed six games in the last two seasons, and those six games – The Jets have a combined one throwing touchdown and seven interceptions. I mean, in six games, you've only thrown for one touchdown. I mean, I mean, it's not the same team they're playing against. So, uh, go ahead and give me the Jets. I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Darnold's going to come out. He's probably going to be a beast. He's probably going to tear up that defense. So, um, those are my picks. Uh, Again, just to scroll through them: Falcons minus two and a half for two hundred. Jets plus seven uh, for two hundred. Seattle plus one for 200 or sorry, minus one for 200 Uh, Redskins minus three and a half for 200 and saints plus one for 200.
0: So here's the thing. I will tell you, you look at the jets. I think this is an indictment on one coaching, but also the back of quarterback situations that we're talking about. Literally, there's no way you guys can tell me Luke Falk is better than a lot of these quarterbacks out here. Like I just mentioned Kaepernick. You're telling me – Kaepernick lives in New York. You're telling me right now, you're like, all right, we're the Jets. We want to win games. Luke Falk is going to do better than Colin Kaepernick? It's, it's, it's a moot a point because of the fact that we know they're not going to hire him. But, like, when they say, oh, they it have four touchdowns in 28 quarters, that's an indictment on the coaching, and that's an indictment on them actually having the laughable point that, hey, Colin Kaepernick's not in the league because of the fact that he can't throw the ball.
2: Well, I'm, 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 I'm not I exactly know. sure why we're still bringing that up. Obviously, Kyle, Kyle Kaepernick is not in the league. It, not being in the league has nothing to do with his ability. So, um, Yeah. Overall, I will point out some random things that I, point, I, I noticed from last week. One of the teams I bet on was the Chargers. I thought they would have some semblance of an offense or a team. The Chargers are terrible. They are done for the season. Get them out of my face. Um, and another team who made a massive mistake. A massive error that's going to keep them for sure out of the playoffs. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears lost to uh, the Oakland Raiders on the road. They had a terrible start to the game uh, and could not figure out a way to get that game across the finish line. Good job for the Raiders. John Gruden got uh, was able to protect and and, and either 3-2. and two. I mean, you got to give them some credit. It looks like right now they'd be in the sixth seed in the playoffs. But the Bears now at 3-2. and two, have to face the Saints next. Their their, their lineup is – or their their roster is uh, – not their roster. Their schedule is really, really tough. I think that cost them the playoffs. Um, I know they're coming off a bye when they play the Saints and they're playing at home. Uh, just a little tidbit, in the last 23 games uh, – or in, in the last two seasons, home teams coming off of a bye um, are 5-18 and 18, uh, against the spread. So – for some reason, they're not covered as well. It looks like they're probably going to Cabo, like uh, Jamal Adams said he has been um, the last week. So, yeah, that, that's what you got to look forward to. The Bears uh, and they get to watch, as Jared said, Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes as they traded up in front of all of them to take Mitchell Trubisky. Um, but hey, so it is what it is.
1: All right, fellas. Obviously, Jeremy was down a little bit last week. Jared was up. Jared's leading for the season. So it's going to be very interesting coming down to uh, the middle of the season to see who uh, who can get you guys to win the most money um, out of these two gentlemen. But uh, obviously, as always, we appreciate you guys so much, so much for tuning in. Make sure you like us, share us, follow us on uh, social media, shout us out, give us some uh, some, some feedback. We're open to it. I mean, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Fellas, you got any parting words? What, what are you guys up to for the rest of the week?
0: Yeah. Last parting words for me, um, go Atlanta Braves, game five, coming up tomorrow, uh, elimination game for both sides. We
1: got to get this.
0: We should have wrapped it up yesterday. We had a 4-3 lead. Um, but, look, things happen. Yeah, we, I mean, we, honestly,
1: we shouldn't have won game three. Yeah, so, we had no uh, business. You know, we wash, uh, so we guys got to come to play.
0: Yeah, so we, we, we got to come to play. I'm expecting Acuna to be Acuna, which is the greatest baseball prospect possibly in the history of the league. Uh and that's no exaggeration looking at his first two years and his age. Let's get it together. Go braves. Let's yeah. do it.
2: Yeah, there, Jared, Jared, Jared. I mean, at a certain point, you all your teams can't have the best prospects of every of everything. That's what you, that's what
0: why done not? Done. It seems that's, like that's happening. Yeah, oh.
2: That's what happens when you become a homer. Um overall, I want to give a the braves shout braves out is eighty-nine. Uh, okay. Let's just go through my last comment is I want to bring attention to something that has not gotten a lot of national attention. Um, there was a huge matchup last week uh, in the or two weeks ago that got a lot of attention. Marshawn Lattimore going against uh, Amari Cooper and shutting him down. But there was even a bigger matchup this week that has gotten no attention. Marshawn Lattimore against Mike Evans. Mike Evans had three targets, zero catches, and zero yards. An over for an entire game. I know he cannot be happy with that. I want to give a shout out to the Saints defense for shutting him down. Marcus Davenport with his two sacks. It's our second six sack game of the season, and we're ready to go. Saints winning the Super Bowl. Now the Vegas favorites. Let's go.
0: Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, one thing I do want to throw out, though, since you're throwing out stats like that Deshaun Watson this week had his third game of five touchdowns and zero interceptions for his career. He joins a list of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Brett Favre and Joe Montana as the five quarterbacks who have thrown at least had at least 3 no, I'm sorry, and had they've had at least three games of five touchdowns and zero uh, interceptions.
2: I know you better add, add somebody to that list who has the most
0: <laughs> Andrew Brees. Andrew Brees. It was, yeah, it was six it was six of them. <laughs> So you're right. Out of that list, it was a hundred. None of them had got their third touchdown, our uh, third game of at least five touchdowns, no picks before game 189. Deshaun Watson had his third. God, his you got to go
1: back. We already talked about Deshaun
0: in his 28th career <laughs> game, 27th career start. Jeez. Let's freaking go!
1: All right, on that note, guys, we are out. <laughs> Please.